Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. And all this month on Mind Yourself Now, we're looking at parenting. We're going to be looking at things like weaning and sleep, but first we're going to be kicking it off at the very beginning with fertility. Dermot and Dave's Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Now, Mary McAuliffe is Head of Clinical Services at Waterstone Clinic and she's here to answer your questions on all things fertility. Hello, Mary. Good morning. Um, good morning. How are you? Are you in a sunny part of the country? I am, actually. It's fantastic today. It's, it's really lovely and sunny outside in sunny Cork. Uh, lovely. Uh, well, look, we'll get straight down to it because we've lots of questions and I suppose people are coming at it from all different angles and uh, you're the expert. So here's the first one. Uh, someone says, uh, hey, Mary, at a miscarriage in February and we've been trying for a baby since April with no success. We already have two boys, four and eight, and I fell pregnant really quickly with them. When should I start to worry? I'm 37. Okay. So you can hear the anxiety here um, in this and you totally understand it. And it's really difficult for anybody going through a pregnancy loss and when you're so difficult, you know, so desperately trying to have your family. Um, so I'm really sorry for the listener that this has happened for them. Um, and I suppose what I would say is um, maybe try and take the worry a little bit out of it, even though that's easier said than done. And how I'd be inclined to approach that is sometimes if you take a little bit of control of it, and maybe, you know, take the pressure off yourself by making a plan. And this is, I think, what the person is looking for a little bit in sending in the question. So what I'd be inclined to say is, first of all, there hasn't been a huge passage of time. And sometimes it takes people, a lot of people, up to a year to become pregnant. So, you know, she's not experiencing what I would call an excessive delay in becoming pregnant there right now. Mm. What I would say is maybe contact a fertility unit in November if you haven't yet fallen pregnant. Not that I think that the person won't fall pregnant, but I think by contacting a fertility unit, putting plans in place, perhaps for seeing them for investigations in January, then she has a plan in place and what she's hoping is that she'll be cancelling that appointment. And I think by putting maybe a note in her diary for November that I'm giving myself on to November without you know considering this or thinking of this again and just leaving my myself that bit of freedom um, and then in November I'm going to take you know a bit of control over this and I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to make an appointment just for an assessment visit because that first visit to any fertility clinic is just the fertility clinic specialist just trying to assess you based on some basic investigations the history that you give them um, and just trying to give you a chance of success and they may well say even if she sees them in early new year to give herself that little bit more time but she's taken back control and maybe reduced the pressure by having a plan but I certainly wouldn't be worried uh, just yet and um, that there is time there and really the only reason I'd put that appointment in place is because with the passage of time it's been quite a while since she's had her boys um, and uh, so she hasn't been pregnant perhaps um, since she was maybe 32 um, uh, even though she's had that pregnancy loss obviously earlier this year um, and uh, you know now that she's 37 it might be worth putting an appointment in place for early new year if it was a thing she wasn't yet pregnant but I think the most likely thing is she may well be cancelling that appointment um, and have the, have the outcome that she desires Yeah we did get another message from someone who's had three miscarriages in the past nine months um, would it be a similar advice for them in terms of Making an appointment and getting the text, uh, the yeah. tests done. 
Mm-hmm. It would be similar in some ways, but different in that um, I would say that they probably need support. Um, so uh, the first person that wrote in looks um, as if they're they're managing reasonably well. And obviously there's always counselling there that can be very successful for people. But for a couple experiencing three miscarriages in such a short period of time, you know, it's complete devastation really um, for any couple. And this happens for so many. Um, so we'd call this scenario recurrent pregnancy loss. You know, when you have three miscarriages or more in a row like that, um, the person is suffering from recurrent pregnancy loss. And it doesn't mean that they won't have a successful pregnancy when they become pregnant next. Actually, the most likely thing to happen to them when they become pregnant next is to have a successful outcome. But that's very easy for me to say and difficult for a couple that's going through so much pain to take on board. But I would say there's wonderful support there um, at most um, of the maternity units have a recurrent early pregnancy loss specialist and a clinic that runs just in support and investigation of people that find themselves in this difficult scenario. So I would say talk to her GP even today if she feels up to it. Get in contact with her GP to make a referral to her, um, you know, pregnancy loss, the recurrent pregnancy loss unit that's nearest her in her local maternity hospital. They will offer her in-depth tests for both herself and her partner to make sure there isn't any underlying reason for what's going on at the moment for her. They'll offer her support. They'll offer her counselling. And also, when she does become pregnant next, they'll offer her that support in early pregnancy because it's very difficult when you have suffered so many pregnancy losses, when you now find yourself in a position when you're pregnant again, it's very, very difficult Mm. to actually enjoy any part of the pregnancy and leave a baby in your arms. And often the support of a current pregnancy loss speciality team can offer that support and help and you know for many of these couples they might even have weekly scans in order to give them that reassurance yeah Uh, what tests are available for men somebody asked we've been trying for a while now my husband is reluctant to go down the test route without knowing what's involved Okay, and this is often the case because, it, it, you know, for any of us really, you know, there can be a fear of the unknown. Um, for male testing, really, when you're part of a couple, you're coming forward to have testing. It's really important for both to be tested at the outset because it's a pity to miss anything at that very, very early part of investigations and when you're making a plan of what best to do next. So I would say to guys to, you know, go straight ahead and have your testing done and if it helps just in order to allay your anxiety. Um, The majority of men, all that's required in relation to testing is a basic semen test and how that's performed. In most fertility units, you can have semen testing done. You can either come into the clinic itself, produce a sample in private rooms that are set aside, or you can produce a sample at home just into a sterile container that's provided by the unit. Um, And you take that sample to the clinic on an appointment time and the appointment all that's for is to um, ensure that there's a scientist that's available and free to take your sample and analyze it at a time when the sample is relatively fresh and what they're looking for what the scientist is actually looking for is to see how many healthy sperm are in that ejaculate how um how many of the sperm are moving forward normally and um, how many of the sperm uh, have a normal head, neck and tail shape. 
And in every man's um, semen sample, there'll always be a number of sperm that are shaped abnormally. There'll always be some sperm that aren't moving forward in the way they should do or that may not be active at all. And that's normal for every sample. Sometimes this guy sounds like it's more what's involved in maybe producing a sample or coming in or what might happen to him. And really, it's just a case of making an appointment, deciding yourself whether I'd like to produce that sample at home in the privacy of my own home or whether I want to come into the clinic. Gone are the days when, like years ago, there was all kinds of stories about men having to produce samples in public toilets, in hospitals and so on. Those days are gone. Um, realistically, there are specific rooms set, in, set aside in all fertility units for men to go and produce their sample in, in privacy mm. in an undisturbed place. And then basically they just usually put that sample into either a hatch or um, hand it over once they're ready um, and the scientists will analyse that sample. And then they usually receive their results either on their patient portal or they'd receive them at the, the consultation visit with the fertility specialist to go through those results. Yeah, and finally, for people who maybe are thinking of having a family in a couple of, you know, maybe not right now, but over the next few years or so, uh, someone says, myself, I'm 34, and my partner's 35, thinking of starting a family in the next few years. What can we do to start preparing, or should we just be going for it now? I would say going for it now every time and it's probably not what they want to hear Um, but you know the best chance that you can have of having your complete family in whatever that means for you so every couple has a different idea of what a complete family is for them Um, and if they want to have one, two or three children the best chance of having those children yourselves without needing support from a fertility unit is to start trying as early as you can. So if you're in a long-term relationship and you're ready to start trying, start trying immediately. Um, I I think that certainly um, if you're into your 30s, if you can at all, start trying now. If you can start trying now, you know, for whatever reason, you're not in a position where you can see a fertility clinic and have a full assessment um, and know where you're at. So one 35-year-old's ovaries aren't the same as another 35-year-old's ovaries. So it depends on how your hormones are, how your investigations map out, how your partner's investigations are. And sometimes even just having the investigations and knowing where your stats are at for you and for you as a couple can help inform that decision. Some people then might choose to go on and and freeze their eggs or freeze embryos for later if they absolutely can't be pregnant right now. But for others that, you know, feel that, you know, they just want to delay it to make everything ideal, Mm. they'll never be the perfect time. Uh, Mary, thanks so much. Is there an email address or a website that people can go if they do have more questions that maybe have just popped into their heads now? Yeah, of course. They can go to waterstoneclinic.ie and um, if they go to Waterstone Clinic, there is a pop-up boxes there that they can put in any queries uh, or they can get a lot of resources and information. Lovely stuff. Mary McAuliffe, Head of Clinical Services at Waterstone Clinic. Thanks for doing Mind Yourself Now today. Thank you. Take care. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am.